It's Thursday, October 7th, 2010. Hungarian sludge spill reaches Europe's second largest river. Uh-oh. Poo power in the UK. Ew. Possible answer in the mysterious honeybee deaths. Really? Global party on 101010. Cool. Plus, the Clean Air Act, cheaper than advertised. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Why let facts get in the way of what you're possibly shady, certainly undisclosed, most likely big agribusiness clients want. You tell them, Rachel Maddow. Oh, well, there goes our sponsorship deal with big agribusiness. Who could have foreseen it? This is your Green News Report. The Green News Report is sponsored by you, yes, you, not big agribusiness. Please stop by our website, greennews.bradblog.com, and help us to deliver the truth about green news on America's mainstream public airwaves. We can't do it alone. Your support is appreciated. Please stop by greennews.bradblog.com or PayPal your support to greennews at bradblog.com. Okay, Des, now that we lost the big agribusiness deal, <laughs> wh- what do you have for us today? Well, the toxic red sludge from a breached industrial waste reservoir that killed four people on Monday in Hungary has now reached the Danube River, Europe's second largest waterway, according to Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. I think it's a serious ecological catastrophe, uh, but we don't know what the size of it. But it's serious, big, and uh, because of the rivers, you know, it has some effect. Uh, tens of kilometers from here as well. Scientists say testing shows the presence of heavy metals remains below dangerous levels to humans, but officials say all aquatic life in a tributary river has been, quote, extinguished. And the scientists also cautioned that the sludge is still dangerous to humans due to its caustic components. How did these people get killed by the sludge bill if it's not toxic? Apparently they drowned. So this was like a wave of toxic sludge? A six-foot wave of toxic sludge. Wow. Onto a sludge of a different color, Britain has launched its first ever utility plant powered by human waste. The new small biogas pilot project in Oxfordshire treats raw sewage from 14 million Thames water customers, converting it through the use of anaerobic digesters into a biomethane gas that's then piped directly back into their homes for heating and cooking. You're probably waiting for me to make a comment here, <laughs> well, but I, I, I actually I don't have one. Poo power, eh? Well, it's certainly renewable. There's the snarky comment you were looking for. (laughs) The New York Times reports scientists may have found the culprit in colony collapse disorder, the mysterious mass die-offs of bees in the United States and Europe. Scientists in a joint research project between the U.S. Army and the University of Montana say they've discovered a new previously unknown virus that was found in all of the collapsed colonies they studied. The new virus seems to deliver a fatal one-two punch when combined with an already identified toxic fungus. Fascinating story on the new research technology. You can check it out at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. And once again, why the hell should I care about the disappearance of bees? Because they're crucial to our food supply. Oh, that. On the heels of the 40th birthday of the Clean Air Act last month, a new study shows that the costs of implementing the Clean Air Act were grossly overestimated. The study from the Main Street Alliance says both industry and government estimates of the cost of the Clean Air Act were overestimated by some 500 to 1,000 percent. 
Wow. Say that again. The Clean Air Act cost the U.S. up to 1,000 times less than original estimates. So when we hear these uh, industry hacks complaining about environmental legislation, frankly, complaining about any legislation and saying, oh, you know, this legislation is always underestimated, always costs more than we think it's going to down the road. They're wrong. They're wrong, at least uh, in the case of the Clean Air Act. And in most legislation with this kind of cost projection, this typically happens because it's impossible to predict the innovation of new technologies. With the midterm elections less than a month away on Tuesday, November 2nd, we have yet another example of how this midterm election directly affects crucial oversight. The National Oil Spill Commission, which is investigating the BP oil disaster in the Gulf, what BP will, oil disaster in the will Gulf? not be getting subpoena power to compel witnesses to produce evidence <laughs> because the measure could not get enough support in the Senate to bring it up for a vote. So once again, we have a commission here that is toothless, that can't really go after the people and the documents they need to find out what happened and who the wrongdoers actually were. Because of a blockade in the Senate. Unbelievable. Finally, this Sunday is October 10th, 2010, also known as 10-10-10, a date notable for its nice numerical symmetry, but also an international day of action for climate change. The environmental group 350.org is hosting a worldwide community work party on 10-10-10. Again, that's this Sunday. Over 7,000 events are already planned around the world for action on climate change and to give back to communities. You can get more info and find an event near you by going to 350.org. That's 350.org. For more on that and all the stories we did not get to today, check out our website, greennews.bradblog.com. You can download our broadcasts anytime at iTunes. You can listen to us on your smartphone via Stitcher. And you can follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report.